Break 87 FM and Reach One Network presents Love and Poetry with your hosts, Sharia Thomas and Sean Garvey. This is the podcast where we talk about all things considered love, dating, sex, relationships, and poetry. Grab your partner, spouse, or loved one and get cozy on the couch as we help couples build better relationships for a better tomorrow. Now, here are your hosts, Sharia Thomas and Sean Garvey. Good Sunday afternoon, everybody. You are tuning in and listening to Love and Poetry Podcast with your host, Sean Garvey and Sharia Thomas. Good Sunday. Good day, Sharia. How are you? Happy Sunday to you. I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I am doing wonderful as well. Glad to have you back on the podcast. This is the first time in a while uh, since me and you did the podcast together. I know we had a lot going on over the past couple of weeks, but I am so happy that we are back on a new episode together. Same here. I missed you. Oh, I missed you too. I missed you too. And for those that are watching us via social media, we're doing a little bit of experimenting here uh, as we continue to grow with the podcast. I got so much going on in the background. I got one background where it's the Reach One Network Studios and the other one looks like I am an astronaut that just decided to wake up one morning and say, hey, I'm going out of space as my vacation. out of this world. (laughs) out of this world you got it yeah yeah well yeah but before we get started with today's topic how has your week been how are you doing sharia i am doing great um i will say this week has been wonderful the past week before and a couple of weeks i had uh some challenges um actually uh very close friend of mine um, has been in critical condition, so that really impacted me, but it's mm-hmm. really given me more momentum and drive to just live life more to the fullest every right. time you know, I encounter challenges in life and people that are ill in my life or whatever it may be, it just helps me to live more and just give more to life, but also take that time out to um, Feel it, experience it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was sad about it and uh, grieve, you know, the health that he did have and the life that he did have. Um, but thankful just for myself to be alive and that I'd had the experience that I have had with him. So, yeah. you know, uh, share it, remembering the positives and just still continuing to move forward. So today is a new day. Absolutely. And I'm glad to. To be here and us have this wonderful topic that we're going to talk about today. Absolutely. And I've been waiting to touch on this topic for quite some time, uh, if not on the morning show that me and you do from time to time, but on a different platform. And I think it's very important that we touch on this topic. Uh, June is Pride Month, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, just to give you a quick overview of what Pride Month is, is celebrated every June as a tribute to those who were involved in the Stonewall riots. And it's not just only a tribute to those that were involved, but it's also 
a uh, special occasion for the LGBTQ community. And uh, we want to be able to utilize not only Pride Month, but Pride Day, in which we'll get into just a few moments. But we want to use this uh, moment in time to embrace the community and, uh, you know, all of us to be uh, in support of everybody, uh, regardless of sexual orientation and background. And joining with us right here on Love and Poetry Podcast, we got two great friends of ours. I happen to have a friend of mine from the morning show, and you have a friend of yours as well, Sharia, that decided to come on and talk about it. So let me first introduce or reintroduce, but this time on this podcast, we had him on a couple of times on the morning show, and he is back to talk about it. Uh, Last time, he went by Cognac. (laughs) He went by Cognac, uh, but now he goes by Rodney Wash. Rodney, good Sunday. How are you? I'm doing good. It's a happy Sunday. I got a wedding to go to today. I had a baby shower yesterday. Wow. Um, I buried my grandmother last week, but that's all. You know, God is still good. But um, and got to get some stuff ready for my podcast. So everything's going good. And it's good to be happy Pride. I went to a Pride event actually last night. They ended like at 5 o'clock in the morning. So. Oh, oh, you all were living your best <laughs> life. You yeah, are partying. <laughs> Yeah, celebrating, celebrating. Awesome. Well, that's great to hear, man. And I know you have a lot going on and everything, and I'm glad uh, in advance that you decided to take on the invitation to appear on this episode of Love and Poetry. And also, Sharia, to switch it over to you, you have a friend that's on the podcast as well. We have with us Dominique, and actually Dominique is family of family, and um, I reached out to him because he came to my mind in terms of just his personality, his vibe. Um, He's a very, um, really, his energy and just the life that he lives, he just exudes um, the passion that you can tell is in his heart. Mm -hmm. So he's a fashion designer and Welcome, welcome. Thanks for joining us here today, Dominique. Hi. Thank you guys for um, inviting me. I really, really appreciate it. And happy Sunday to everybody. Happy Sunday. Thank you so much. And uh, Pride Month, a month that is celebrated every June, um, there's always different things going on uh, within the LGBTQ community. And just to give you a little bit of context behind pride month here right here on love and poetry podcast uh it all started in new york on june 28th in which police raided the stonewall inn a gay club in greenwich village which resulted in bar patrons staff and neighborhood residents rioting onto christopher street outside among the many leaders of the riots was a black trans bisexual woman by the name of marshall P. Johnson leading the movement to continue over six days with protests and clashes. And also the message was clear. Protesters demanded the establishment of places where LGBT people could go and be open about their sexual orientation without fear of arrest. So I want to start with you, um, Rodney. I've known you for a couple of years now. And so um, tell us, what does Pride Month mean to you to go more further in depth? Well, being from Mississippi, you really didn't have a lot of people that taught you how to be gay. 
you had these feelings that you didn't really understand because you went to church and tell you it's wrong. You're being gay is wrong. You know, you can have 15,000 children. You can steal. You can whatever. You can be a murderer. You can molest children. You'd be forgiven for being gay. You're going straight to hell. And when you're the young age of 13, you're like, well, why do I have these feelings? I didn't ask for this. You know what I mean? So why am I feeling the way? And I love the, you know, like you love God, you act up in church, and you always got these questions like I wasn't molested, so I can't, you know, thank God it wasn't my story. It was just a feeling that that happened. And so when I think of pride, I didn't really know anything about Stonewall, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't know anything about houses. Um the <coughs> excuse me. I just really just looked at shows and one of the first shows that ever like that like captured my attention was um Noah's Ark. So Noah's Ark was my first, like, I want to say, correlation, correlation to, like, gay people. And then I'm like, but I'm not so masculine, but I'm not, I don't wear makeup, I'm not so feeling so like, so where do I, like, align? Mm-hmm. So when I went to college, I met other people like me and, you know, traveled different places, went to, like, New York and things like that. I visited Stonewall and all that stuff. And it was just very unique to see people because to be all transparent, I was afraid of trans transgender men and trans. Well, I didn't know any transgender men. I was I was afraid of transgender women. I was like, I don't understand it. Why are they doing this? And then I'm like, well, how can I judge them? They're being they're judging me as well. And to be honest, if you're gonna be real, you know I am, Sean. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that transgender should be in the same category as um as um gay people because. The more I got educated and when I became friends with transgender men and women, I don't consider you to be gay. How are you gay when you feel like you're a woman and you're dating a man? I consider a, a, a heterosexual relationship. I feel like there's two different fights. That's why I feel like I don't get a lot of rights now because they get entangled all the time. Because I'm gay, I like men, and I, I, I present myself as a man. You're telling me you're a woman. Like you believe you're a woman or a man, and you're dating what you like, what you feel is like what is a heterosexual norm. So how are you gay? Why are you in that same entanglement? But I do understand that transgender women and, um, and some men wasn't ones who started um, this this great um, thing going on for gay people. So I don't want to take that away, but that's just my little two cents. Right, uh, and, and there's so many questions to be asked on today's podcast so many layers to cover because throughout history uh going into the present into the now people ask these questions well you know what does the lgbtq community really mean and what does it mean to be transgender what's the difference between transgender and being a transvestite you know question on top of question on top of question and we still learning uh, whether we are a part of the community or outside of the community. Uh, so I'm going to switch it over to Sharia. And uh, please, let's use this opportunity and this platform to not only just focus on Pride Month, but we can also uh, come together and have maybe a different view, a different perspective mm-hmm. on one's assessment or one argument on how they look at the homosexuality community and so forth. So I'm going to switch it over to Sharia and Dominique. If you want to rebuttal, you're more than welcome to. Or if you agree with Rodney, please um, expound on that. Well, thank you, Sean. And thank you, Rodney, for giving your perspective. You know, we're all entitled to our um, opinions and our beliefs 
And really, as we look at Pride Month, whoever, whether whoever created it or discovered it, it's really about that word, pride, being pride, having pride in who you are. And especially with there being, being homosexual, bisexual, uh, transgender, whatever it is, has never been acceptable. So just the sense of having something that says, this is who I am, being authentic to self, is a beautiful, a beautiful thing. Um, and to create that harmony instead of separation. Um, but I totally get Rodney in terms of um, his perspective. And I want to hear from Dominique and, and, you know, Sean, going beyond just Pride Month, but just looking at the taking away the stigma. You know, I'm big on us breaking the barriers of what we may or may not talk about in everyday life and just making it to where we are okay mm -hmm. with talking about things that may not feel comfortable um, to just mainstream. So, Dominique, tell us a little bit about, yes, Pride Month, what it means to you, but let's just go a little bit further and tell us, take us through your journey in terms of your discovery of being gay and how that has affected you from the negative emotions you experience to come into a place of where you are and if you are at that place of having pride for who you are. Okay. Um, well, I grew, up, I grew up in Georgia and then I continued college in New York. So I've been in New York for 15 years. Um, first off, June is National Pride Month for the world. So um, how can I say this without being kind of mean, but um, basically this is white pride. <laughs> this is white pride, cut and dry. Black pride is through um, New York, it's Labor Day weekend. Georgia is, I think it's Martin Luther King weekend. Um, DC is in another part. So there's a kind of love-hate thing when it comes to people of color and pride month. Mm. So we're not brought into these spaces where Caucasian people Say, oh, it's Pride Month, it's about love, it's about joy. No, you alienate people of color out of your advertisement, out of your um, your parties, and et cetera, and et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, I'll say, for example, in New York, there's only, I think it's back now, but there's only one black LGBT gay um, club. All the rest of them are for Caucasians only, and they do not like us to patronize them, or I know before, the pandemic, there was a big issue about not allowing black drag queens to perform mm. in certain spaces in New York City. So I hate to bring the racism thing in, but it, it's something that's prevalent in the culture. But I, um, to blow back, I grew up in Georgia um, and then went to New York for college. And for me, just like the other gentleman said, it's very much, you know, you grow up in the church and very much, oh my God, this is sin, blah, 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 et cetera. And then I went to New York go to school, but also to find myself living my truth to become who I am to this day without having to, you know, suppress who I am. Um, it's, it's, it's very funny. It's like, you know, your family knows or they have a few, um, there's the gay hairdresser, there's the person that don't speak up in the family and they talk about it as a friend that they, you know, they laugh about whatnot, but on the, but on the back end, they talk about him behind his back. So I know with my family, it's very much, I never literally came out. I just was me. Was me. 
I didn't have that conversation with them. Um, I don't wear makeup. I don't do any of the other things, but um, each person has a masculine feminine side. My feminine side may show more someday. My masculine side may show, show some other days. But um, I don't like to use the term gay. I'm um, SDL, same gender loving, because gay in a dictionary means happy. I'm happy, you know, during the day, but that's and that's who I am. Um, let's see. Can you repeat Matthew, the terms that you said that you used, Dominique? SDL, same gender loving. Okay. Mm-hmm. And 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 nowadays, everybody there's 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 a term labels off the clothes. I really don't like to use a label in general, mm-hmm. but um. I say nowadays it's more than just gay, bisexual, all that. It's now there's a pronoun. I refer to it, you know, there's he, him, I, or they, or she, or it. So it's it's a little bit more complex. <laughs> and the more seasoned people, older people of my generation, we we we're, we're getting to learn around that because I think the generation, the newer generation, are are blazing a path of you know they're they're coming out a lot younger. They're doing a lot of things that I would be afraid to do when I was that age. And I mean, it's because of, like you were going to say, there's Noah's Ark, but I might be a little older. So for me, there was queer folk, and that was on Showtime. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't a, a, a black gay perspective. It was a white gay perspective. And it was very much, just like Noah's Ark, you have the one that's the whole of the group. You have the smart one. You have the one that wants to be, um, with the stereotypical norms, the husband with the wife, husband and husband and kids. And then later on came Noah's Ark. Um, and that was like, okay, I see somebody like me or so we can find a mixture of the characters to identify yourself. And then um, there came other shows on YouTube and whatnot and it's still continuing um, to thrive. But it's, it's nice to actually see people of color being shown on TV in general so that the younger generation can be like, okay, I identify as this or I identify as that. Or you don't feel alienated or alone. Mm, right a lot to unpack on that i want to ask this question to both you dominique and to you rodney from homophobia to being labeled and like dominique just addressed a few moments ago with pride month being more so for white people who just happen to practice or have been a part of that lifestyle and at times black people or people of color being excluded from this particular month, Pride Month, do you think or do you feel the LGBTQ community has been misunderstood in a certain way? Let's say you. Let's let's go over to back to Dominique and then go over to Ronnie. Do we feel excluded? Do, do you um, think? Do do you think the community as a whole, LGBTQ community, from homophobia to being labeled and uh, the Pride Month being what it is for mostly white people like you address and black people being excluded. Do you think the entire community, the LGBTQ community, has been misunderstood over the years? I think yes, because it's very much a stigma people don't know or they're afraid to ask questions and it's not they're uncomfortable with it. That, that's what I'm thinking. Um, and I, um, it's a lot because it, it, there's race involved. So um, 
It's a touchy, touchy situation because America's not yet on deal with their unpacked their issues with racism belong. So we have Black Lives Matter and LGBT Lives Matter and all that type of stuff. But as soon as we fix the Black Lives Matter and, and people, Caucasian people understand that Black people are here and we're important or people of color are important, then we can move on towards them understanding the people of color in the LGBT community. Mm. Uh, so, Rodney, I mean, we're all black. We're young African-American people, uh, melanin. And oh, we. I, I feel like from my observation, we have it the hardest when it comes to being of a certain type of sexual orientation and being the skin that you are in uh you know do you what what are your thoughts on that like do you feel like you at times have to walk on eggshells in a society where you have to fight two different battles being black and being of the community or or, or being of the lifestyle that you are well for one i'm 30 so at this age, I don't really care if you don't like it. Um, I really feel like now back in the 90s and probably like the early, early 2000s, gay was very taboo. But now it's everywhere. So there's no reason why anyone should be like, oh, my God, I understand it. And, you know, I have cousins who will probably beat somebody up if they ever heard somebody talk about me, like Rodney, like, oh, because Rodney's a package. But then I have one other cousin who used the word, I said, cause you, I said, you can't say that because like how you feel somebody said about me, you're like, well, I'd be ready to fight. I said, well, that's somebody, cousin, brother, nephew too. So like, don't do that. And one thing I had to break down to people, I said like, like you have a lot of, I ain't trying to be rude, but like a lot of coke heads up here, right? Mm. I don't do coke, right? I, I've never do it, but I don't go on a tangent talking about, oh, these coke heads did that, 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 that. It's okay to say I don't. I'm not. I don't. You know. I don't understand gay people by respect. Like I don't say people do coke by respect. You. I respect what you do. I don't got to do it. I don't got to judge you. I ain't got to be in the bathroom stalls wherever sniffing with you. I respect your individual. Keep it moving. And I feel like if more people had that mindset, it would be better. You know, especially being with black. I feel like gay people. My from my experience, being black and gay, um, the YT people. Um, don't really give you a hard time. They don't. They don't feel like I guess they they accept you more. But when you're black and then you're gay, you gotta worry about some. You know, you have some white people just flat out racist. But you gotta worry about this black people who don't like gay people at all and just want to like try to like tear you down and demonize you and just make you feel less than. I don't understand that. You know, like even last night, I went out and you know like. I kind of dress with it. I didn't wear. I wear what I'm wearing, but like I don't wear. Like I guess people can say extreme, but some of my friends do. And this one guy, we walked by. You know, we're downtown in Atlanta, past almost his damn knees. Talking about, oh, look at these faggots. And I, you know, and I said, I'm like, why? I said, why does it matter? I said, if you're not gay, if you don't care, I don't. It, it should matter. If man, walk by in a thong, in some dress pants, in some jeans. If that's not what you like, you don't look. Cause that's like, let me tell you, if a woman walked by past me in some lingerie or whatever, I'm not gonna look because I don't want it. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I'm not gonna make a comment about what they got on because I don't like it. It don't, it does nothing for me. Now, if it was a man with a nice body, I might look. You get what I'm saying? So if more people had that mindset 
and just treat people how you want to be treated. Because I got some people all the time, even on my podcast. Yes, I'm a gay man, but I am business first. And the only reason you know about if I am a gay man, it's the fact you want to have sex with me. Because what I do in the media, what I, I'm an author, I, you know, I do all this kind of stuff. That gay doesn't have anything to do with what I'm doing. Like, what bothers me, I feel like gay people always got to fear their stuff. Like, straight people, I say, oh, I'm straight. It doesn't matter. If I don't want to, if I don't want any type of, like, sexual relationship with you, it doesn't matter. Treat me as a person. You know what I mean? Disrespect me. If I'm not, you know, like, but it's, it's a whole nother topic. But yeah. in a nutshell, that's how I feel. Right, right. Uh, it's all about equality at the end of the day, regardless of what that person's preference is or what their background is sexual orientation, creed, or education, or political, we all have to do, uh, we all have to do some form of justice to look past that and, and look at them as just human beings and look at them as a person that could one day help you in a situation that you might be in. Uh, and I have something to address as well on the podcast. Uh, first time ever on a podcast in just a few moments. But Sharia, I, I want to go over to you really quick. And be before you say anything, Sharia, I want to say hello to everybody that's watching the Love and Poetry podcast on YouTube and following us at Beat Break Radio and at Sean Garvey ATL. I know everyone got their own social media handles, but feel free to comment on the topic of Pride Month. What does Pride Month mean to you? How do you feel about Pride Month? And um, talk to us about some truths of what you've been through as an individual in the world where you feel like you've been judged based on your sexual orientation. We would love to hear from you. You can comment at Beat Break Radio and at Sean Garvey ATL via Instagram, Sharia. Yes, thank you, Sean. You know, as we're talking about this um, pride and just the experience of being what I would call authentically who we are, you know, whether you identify as whatever it may be, their titles, um, and someone is very, people are quick to judge and instead, I like the way, you know, Rodney was saying in terms of changing the mindset, that's that's what I'm all about in terms of being a therapist and a coach is helping others to be who they are and be okay with it. Because when we live in a place of fear, fear is what drives that sense of looking at a person and not being willing to try to understand and because they're different than what the norm of someone's upbringing is. And, you know, my personal personal experience um, as it relates to just growing up inclusive, because I, my brother was gay. He actually died of AIDS when I was only eight. Um, so I saw the perspective of what he went through, how he was treated in ways uh, but also how he even brought people together because he was proud of who he was and we were proud of who he was because he was just our brother, our, my mom, my parents' son, and he presented as such. So it wasn't just the label, you know, like Rodney said in terms of he doesn't just go around, you know, saying he's gay. I don't go around saying I'm straight. I love all people. Mm -hmm. 
It's about coming and being authentically you. And what I like for even as we talk about Pride Month, whether it is, you know, something that's been commercial commercialized and it's more for the predominantly uh, Caucasian race or as Dominique said, in terms of there are different months that it's celebrated is how can we bridge the gap? How can we help others to even be more receptive, more open um, in terms of what can each of us do differently, even whether it's in your personal life or even that you already do that bridges the gap to find more acceptance of one another. And I like to hear from everybody. Well, I will say this. I will say that it starts with conversations and platforms like these and inviting people to the table to have these conversations with and to, you know, make them realize that, hey, uh, people, and, and it's kind of piggyback on what I said just a few moments ago, looking at us as humans, looking at us as equal people that are just here to um, provide a purpose in the community or in the world. Don't judge us by our, who we are because of what it may say in the Bible or what have you, but uh, you know, judge us for our own actions um, because there have been plenty of people in history, especially in the civil rights movement, that have uh, that are a part of the community or practice that kind of lifestyle. Um, there have been so many great people um, that have made so many great achievements and strives to make society better, but there are also people of the LGBTQ community. And to piggyback on what Rodney said, as well as Dominique, not being so bombarded by labels and I can understand why um, people don't like to be labeled as gay or bi or this and that uh, you know because it's like when you label somebody you're putting them in a box and you are marginalizing them to just being gay or being bisexual or queer or, or whatever you uh, call people because it, it belittles, especially with the tone that you use, it belittles them to just less than who they are. Uh, so, you know, Dominique, care to expound on that or uh, provide a perspective? Um, I know one thing that I, I do a couple of things with the community in New York, and then I know um, one thing that I will have to give a great light to is Pose. Not everybody is in the ballroom scene, but it shines a light on the community a lot. Um, I remember sitting my mom and my aunt down um, um, because I did a fact, I'm a designer, so I had um, Dominique, the character from Pose, before Pose, she was one of my models in my show. And so I was telling my mom and my aunt, have you seen this show? Dominique's in it. And they're like, no. So I sat them down and they watched the first season of Pose and they were hooked. I had never had so many questions asked to me about HIV AIDS, um, did this really happen to kids? Most kids get kicked out of their homes. And I was sitting there and I was, at, at one moment I wanted to cry because I felt like I was breaking through to a generation of people who didn't quite understand. 
And so then they can go, they can understand, then they can go back and talk to their friends about it. And then, um, I'll say just for trying to get people a little bit more understanding. So for my job, I'm in the, um, oh God, um, LGBT, um, um, what do we call those? Like the club, the groups for, um, um, for work. And so I have very few people of color there. So I, I speak for the people of color, um, for my organization or try to speak for the people of color in my organization at work. And it's just also just going to places that you're uncomfortable in. It's really, I live in a very, very heavy West Indian um, populated area in Brooklyn. And I walk with um, a group called Cap Caribbean American Pride. I'm not Caribbean, but I'm a person of color living in a Caribbean area. And they're very old school homophobic. And these are people of color. And it was, we were walking to show pride that there are people in the Caribbean um, diaspora who are LGBT. And, you know, we're seeing we're here. And so it's open up the eye to the people that, yes, we're here. We just want respect. Right. Yeah. And you mentioned like shows and, and TV shows because I have seen an abundance of so many shows that are, on, that are on TV where it does highlight the lifestyle and the sexual orientation and what it is to be the real you. Um, from shows like what you mentioned, Queer as Folk, to even the L Word. And just so many shows on cable television, they really went above and beyond to say, hey, this is who we are as a community, as a people. What what I'm waiting to see is a show that centers or just maybe like a miniseries or a documentary that highlights black people and homosexuality at the same time to really dive more into the world that we living in. And I have not yet seen that. Maybe me and you, Sharia, we should uh, partner up and get with some people that can help put that together. Um, um, I have but, that in my mind, Sean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I would love to see more of that on television. Uh, you know, despite the fact that we, we do have shows now that, uh, highlight the lifestyle even channels as well there's more platforms media platforms and outlets uh, that are dedicated to the community but I also want to say this before going forward I, I grew up in a Christian household right and we were taught that homosexuality is an abomination it's a sin bad things will happen to you if you practice this particular lifestyle. And I think that comes from ignorance and not knowing or not even having a conversation with people of the community to really get a full understanding of why um, they are who they are. And, you know, growing up, I always had that curiosity uh, to know more about the community uh, because I was I was sheltered as a child and I was taught one thing based on um, the Bible. You know what I mean? And then growing up into the teenage years, I start to see people of the community, young people that were as maybe like old as 12 or 13 or 14. You kind of knew that. All right. They they don't date these certain type of people or what have you. You know, they tend to move differently than most of us did in, in grade school or growing up. 
And then, you know, as you get older and you get much older, you start to look at things differently and um, being accepted, if you will. Uh, so a recent revelation for me, and this is the first time I'm talking about it on a podcast like Love and Poetry Podcast, I found out that I am gender fluid myself and that I am bi. Um, and my ex at the time, who is uh, also a part of the community, and we had her on the show not on this show, but on a different platform years ago. And she was discussing about um, her Her thing is she doesn't mind dating a guy who is bisexual. And she was like the very first person um, that I ever heard her say that, um, especially in Atlanta. You, you know, you don't hear too many women that say, oh, I would date a bisexual guy because, you know, bisexual guys tend to be, look down on but having her say that is so interesting because like I said I never heard a woman say that especially from Atlanta you know um, and then you know going more further and further and talking to different people especially talking to different women there are plenty of women that don't mind dating a bisexual guy or a, a guy that practices a, a certain type of sexual orientation I think that comes from just communication and having conversations and, and being honest and open with people. Um, so, Rodney, I want to go over to you, you know, when it comes to communication and having conversations uh, with people, like what, what, do you, what do you unravel or what do you unpack when you have conversations with people that are not within the community or, you know, that want to get a, a better understanding of what the LGBTQ community is like, what do you get out of it when you have these conversations with people from the outside or maybe just on the journey of finding themselves and maybe starting to realize that, Oh, you know, I, I could be a part of this community too, or I did not know a part of me was like this. You know what I mean? What, what, what kind of, what, what do you get when you have these conversations with people? Um, to piggyback off the last question, then I just, it's all it's going to um, coincide together. You just got to correct people. When you see somebody saying something that's wrong, correct them. Like, I tell people all the time, like, what do I do to help the gay community? Correct people who say dumb shit. Like, I'm sorry, I don't know if we can guess. But, like, just correct them. Like, if they say something inappropriate, they say, hey, that's not cool. Like, don't talk me that around me. Like, I tell my white friends, he say, what can I do to help black people? Correct your racist friends who say racist things. And you got to put a boundary on it. If you, like, if you allow things to happen and you know you don't like it, but you're trying to fit in, you're just as big and much as a problem. Like, I will hope that my cousin now, as, and right now, like, probably not way back then, but now, if somebody use the word faggot or gay, they will say something. Because at the end of the day, it just, it, 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 it costs nothing to show respect. And another thing, how like we can bridge the gap for the heterosexual community, so I start creating platforms. So like that's how I met you, Sean. Like I had a show on Roll Night Magazine, me and Lipstick, and that was our whole focal point. We was like, what can we do to bridge the gap between homosexual and heterosexual world? We was like, oh, we all have relationships. Uh, you know, when you hurt, you hurt. You don't get hurt. Don't get you gay straight. Get cheated on. You love someone. It's a feeling. So once you start creating platforms, have an open dialogue with people, people get an understanding. Like it touched my heart one time when a lady on roll now personally inboxed my Instagram and was like, 
thank you for being who you are. She said, because now I'm able to understand why my son's high is. And that touched me. As long as I can help someone understand that being gay is just a sexual thing. And you know, you have people want to live out loud. Like, yes, I'm sure people want to live out loud. That's them. But respect them as a person. They are a good law-abiding citizen. That's all my dad say. As long as you're a good law-abiding citizen, I don't, you know, he said, you just be happy. And this, and this is why I try to tell everyone when I meet someone. And like even with at my job, you know, I had some straight people who never been around gay people. You know, now I used to work at the bank before I started doing media full time. And they were like, thank you, Rodney, because like you're helping me understand gay people. But now I don't like all the questions when if I like the sexual and all this stuff. Then I feel like you're curious. I ain't here to help you with all that. It's, a, it's an app called Jack you can download and they have a lot of people. Who help you out with your curiosity? But you really have genuine questions about like, you know, like, hey, like my cousin gave, I don't know how to talk to him. And they're like, and like, how can I talk to him? So they're like, how can I talk to him? I said, just how you talking to me? You have an open dialogue. I said, just talk to your cousin. Like it's, it's people make things so hard than what it is, you know, and I just don't understand that. But like, if you if you are confused about something, it's okay to ask in a respectable manner. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, when you start asking, even a gay or straight person, like, I don't care about their sex life, that's personal. Why are you asking me about my, you know what I'm saying? Don't do that. But if you have that's a genuine question about something, I don't see why anyone with a logical, with a logic brain and some type of upbringing will be mad because you ask a question about why they do what they do and why they live where they live. Yeah, yeah. And uh, respect people's boundaries, but don't be afraid to ask questions, and especially when you're trying to get the understanding of who we are as a people. And I, I want to go to our social media at Beat Break Radio because we, had, we have a user online who is just joining in and asking the question, what is today's topic? We are talking about uh, pride and homosexuality in the community as we are still in Pride Month. And we want to get your thoughts on just everything that centers or coincides in the world of homosexuality or sexual orientation. Like, what are your thoughts? This is an open dialogue. What are your thoughts on just homosexuality as a whole? And um, to Sharia's question earlier, uh, what can we do to bridge the gap um, between us, between us in the community and to people that are not of the community because uh, I see, I still see in 2021 that there is division uh, uh, between each other amongst us. And so we are trying to move forward in a day and era where we are looking to better ourselves as a people. Then we got to put our differences to the side for the greater good of humanity. But I want to go back over to uh, Dominique. And so Dominique um, same question to you. What are those conversations like? I know it can be uncomfortable at times to have conversations with people about this particular topic. Um, but let, what about what about you? Like, was there ever a time where you wanted to come out uh, to your parents? You may have already did that, but you wanted to come out to your parents, to your family members and tell them, you know, hey, I'm gay or I'm bi or I'm this, but you was just afraid or you was just hesitant 
on having that conversation with them? Was there ever a time that you had to deal with that? And if so, how did you overcome that? Um, <laughs> when I did come out, it was not by choice. It was the person I was dating. It was kind of like, you need to tell your mother. So kind of like upset and I had to get the chance to tell her on my own terms. Um, it was something that I was not ready for. I kind of felt like I was a disappointment in, the, in telling my mother. Um, and then her response kind of much was, she already knew and I still love you. Mm. Um, that's the only time I actually had to come out. Everything else, I've just, I just looked at me and myself. If, I, if, if you can tell that I am, you can tell. And if it's for a job, I, I can still do my job as a regular person. But I've never had to say to anybody down other than me and my mom about my sexuality. And having that unconditional love and for a person to say, I, I may not agree, but I still love you. I still look at you the same. Uh, that's that's that unconditional love uh, that we have a tendency to yearn for or that we look for. Uh, whether you agree or you don't agree, you know, there's nothing, uh, I, I think there's nothing more valuable than unconditional love. Sharia? I totally, totally agree, most definitely. And, you know, a commonality that has been said from everybody on this podcast today is respect. So it would be beautiful if we had that unconditional love. But, of course, some people don't even know how to love what love truly is. So to be able to convey that to someone who is different than them, that's very difficult when you don't even for someone that may not love themselves, but the sense of just respect and being able to respect each other and where we are in our levels of, of growth, in our levels of understanding, and that is maybe different, but that's okay because we're all on different paths. Um, I want to go back to that space and place of, I'm, I'm just big on cooperation, unifying, and because in someone identifying as gay or uh, all the labels, bisexual, transgender, whatever it may be. Something that came to mind for me, especially with Dominique saying, you know, that in celebrating Pride Month, it looks very different from, say, different cultural backgrounds is, first off, what does it even uh, say a pride event or something that demonstrates pride, someone who totally doesn't know, never experienced it, what does that even look like? How does one engage in it? And how can even I look at myself and um, on the side, I do awareness events and I would even want to in my efforts of bridging the gap is to just have an event that um, brings everybody together. That's that's the purpose of, of me doing it anyway. But what what does that look like in terms of a culturally um, celebratory pride event that you've experienced, Rodney and and Dominique, and even for you, Sean, if you experienced one as well. Mm. Uh, uh, okay, 
So, you know, some people might not agree with me, but it's okay. It's a, you know, everybody have their own opinion of voice for a reason, right? Um, one thing I can say about white pride, which is um, true what Dominique said, they have platforms and events and things that I feel like is needed for the community. Like, you can, they have a lot of panels, they have a lot of, you know, awareness things going on, and they party. From my understanding, when it comes to black pride, it's nothing but a club. Like, it's just you come down here, you get sectioned and bottles, and you spend a hundred, hundred dollars. You go on to sex parties and things of that nature. Out, it's very rare and seldom that I see something like, oh, it's a, it's a gay panel, a unity panel for straight and um, homosexual people to come together and talk about why you're being gay. Oh, it's a, um, a parenting program where it's going to teach you how to treat your gay son or gay daughter or something like that. I don't see that within the black community. I'm not going to lie. And one thing I wish that we could start doing, especially in I would let us see a panel where it's called a unity panel where you have a transgender, you have a bisexual, you have a, um, uh, a straight man, straight woman and gay or whatever. And we always have a conversation because like, like I said, you just got to talk. And you gotta have the hard conversations, you know. Sometimes, you know, somebody might like somebody might be offended by what you said, but just hear them out. Like sometimes people are too insensitive, you know what I mean? Sensitive about everything. Just hear a person's thought process out, and that's and help them grow. Because we don't have these conversations, and because we try to stay away from it, you don't. We don't understand it. You know what I mean? So for me, I would love to see like programs and things going on. Yes, you can still party. Like I love to uh, I love to go. I'm not gonna lie. But I would love to see something where we are like talking to each other and bridging the gap. That's not going to the park and saying like five minute speeches and going back when I live. You know what I mean? Like this is a waste of time and energy. Love that. Thank you. Okay. Uh and yeah, so basically in a nutshell, we got a long way to go we got a little bit more miles to walk on and to go on with so many different things that we can do or that we can improve to raise awareness about black pride because like i mentioned earlier you know being black and being of the community it has its challenges but what i am liking though is or what I've come to terms with is the the beauty of acceptance and people accepting you or respectfully may not agree, but still can go out with you and hang out with you and what have you, despite your lifestyle. Just the fact that being around like-minded people, uh, especially people of color, to accept and to respect your lifestyle and, you know, can still engage in variety of conversations with you and not look at you any different compared to 20 or 40 50 years ago because like rodney said it was such a taboo to have these kind of conversations or for somebody to come out and say you know hey i'm this and being looked down upon and, and things of that nature so i like the time that we in but i feel like we still got a little bit further to go uh, and what about you, Dominique? Do you feel that way as well, too? And if so, you know, do you think that what what other things that we can do to continue to raise awareness of 
black pride and um, the the lifestyle that we live in our community. We only have a few minutes left right here on the Love and Poetry podcast, but let's say you. Um, I'll mix a little bit of both about black pride and um, what you just said. Um, it's about also finding, because I know for white pride, they have tons of sponsors. Black pride, we hardly get sponsors for anything. Um, it's finding businesses, um, black businesses that, that help invest into pride. And by that, you spread the word of buying black and also pride. Um, I, keep, I guess just keep showing up in spaces. Um, let them know that we're here and we deserve the same respect as anyone else does. Because we, we're, we're, we're people, we're here, and we just want the same respect, no matter what our color or preference on, on the rainbow is. Okay. Enough said. All right. And Sharia, any last remarks before we close out the show? Uh, because I want to do something special for our viewers and our listening audience as it pertains to just pride in general. Uh, but any last remarks or, you know, any advice as a counselor, as a therapist, and as well as a life coach, uh, what advice can you give to people who are listening to us and they are having some form of hesitation or coming out or, uh-huh. uh, or telling people who they really are? What advice can you give them and what advice can you give to those that um, don't understand the community or the lifestyle but still want to engage in a conversation? That's a very good question. Okay. So what advice would I give as a professional of someone that's coming out as yeah. well as just someone that maybe doesn't understand um, the lifestyle First off is, from my understanding as a professional and just as a human being and coming into ourselves, um, and sexuality is just a part of that, of who we are essentially as a whole being and a, you know, a creative being, I would say we all are, is letting go of the fear being brave and taking charge of being okay with who you are, what speaks to your experience, your feelings, what in your heart that when no one's around that you're okay with, even when it's not in congruency with society or how you were raised, be okay with that part of you and be okay with being willing to be courageous enough to show up in your life as that and I get that it's a process and you know I've um, helped some of my clients to walk that path of actually having that conversation a big thing we've talked about on this podcast today is the dialogue and first you have the dialogue with yourself so you can be clear on well who am I and how do I want to show up in my life and be okay with that first and, and that's a process and being okay with, with taking that and journeying through that process and get the help you need if necessary. Now, for those that don't, don't understand, is that it's just we just want to be first be open, be open and receptive 
to understanding a perspective other than your own. It's that narrowness in our thinking and that rigidness of this is what my experience was and I don't know about another that keeps that separation. And so in us really allowing the sense of understanding one another is just as we have said, and I'm just going to piggyback on that, is that openness is asking questions. Be curious. Be more curious to understand each other instead of the quick judgment of, oh, you know, I don't think that way, so that's wrong. No, let's just be receptive to be open to asking questions and trying to understand each other. And in that celebrating one another's differences, embracing it. That's right. That's that's definitely definitely agreeable. I think we can all agree to that on the podcast this evening. And uh, I just want to say thank you to both Rodney and Dominique for just taking time out of your busy schedule to be a part of the podcast, to being a part of the conversation. And we want to encourage everyone that's on social media at Beat Break Radio and at Sean Garvey ATL or even on Sharia's page, I am Sharia Thomas, to keep the conversation going as it centers around the awareness of black pride and homosexuality in the community, you know, cause we, we are here to stay ladies and gentlemen. And you know, all we ask for in return is equality and just respect from, you know, people that may not be a part of the community. And uh, I think equality is very important. It's still important in these days and times. But before we go into our poetry session for love and poetry Rodney Wash thank you once again for coming on where can people follow you you can follow me on all social media platforms that I am Rodney Wash um yeah that's yeah everything I'm on so if this google Rodney Wash or get on Twitter I'm very heavy on Instagram and Facebook and just type in I am Rodney Wash you will follow me on my social media accounts all right. And uh, your podcast, when and where can people check out your podcast? Oh, so my podcast, <laughs> that's more, it's, it's fun. Um, y'all have a good time. The podcast is called Combo and that's C-O-N-B-O with Friends with a Z. And it's on every podcast platform for Pandora, iHeartRadio, um, Stitcher, everywhere. So whatever you got a podcast list to, um, check us out. My podcast is also in my bio on Instagram, but it's come vote with friends with a Z. And people say they remind us like they it reminds them of like CNN with a mixture of the Breakfast Club and Steve Harden Morning Show. Cause we talk about everything. I have a black Republican, <laughs> you know, a Christian, uh, a Christian, a tabloid person, and I'm big on like Google News and politics and like media things going on. So it's a good time. Make yeah, just come on and follow us and check us out. All right. Excellent. Excellent. And Dominique, same thing for you. We really appreciate you for coming on the podcast today. Where can people follow you Thank at you. and uh what uh, what uh projects you have going on? Um go to Instagram, it's IKA, IKA underscore D bones lark and i have a link in my bio that sent you to twitter snapchat um tiktok all of that even my website <laughs> awesome and okay. projects i don't have anything coming up just yet but i'll keep you guys posted on that 
Okay, please do, please do. All right. So Love and Poetry Podcast, like we always do, we have poets that come on our podcast and not only engage in our conversations, but also recite a poem or two on our podcast. You know, what's up a, a podcast? What's a love and poetry podcast I read without poetry, right? So That's right. Yeah. So without further ado, uh, for the very first time on Love and Poetry Podcast, because I also come from the spoken word community. I am going to recite a poem to you guys, and I'm actually doing this for the first time, not only on this podcast, but on social media as well. I know people only know me for my radio background, for me doing radio and podcasts, but I'll do a little bit of something, something on the side here. So the name of this poem is called Pride, all right? And you all can comment on it. Let me know what you think at Sean Garvey ATL and at Beat Break Radio. Once again, the name of the poem is called Pride as we get ready to close out the Love and Poetry Podcast. Pride. What is pride? More than a smile, more than a feeling you get when you sit inside of a world and the only thing you see is your own truth. Pride to me is the camaraderie of living in my own truth. No more deciding of who I am or hiding my true identity because I can't paint this picture of something I'm not. False narratives paint me something that I thought when I was a kid. Pride is something who you are and not what you did. You can't hide. You can't have pride if you don't have strength. Survival is the key to being free and not conform to one's opinion of you. I'm living in my truth. In the moment of my atonement, I pray for my opponents who despise my lifestyle. I'm living proof. I have pride in my heart, in my soul, and in my mind. Pride is pride. Love is love. Love is colorblind. That's what I define as pride. Finger snaps. Finger snaps. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you thank you. And thank you, gentlemen, for being on this, this podcast with us today. Thank you for having me. I really thank enjoyed you. it. All right. I so, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you all so much. Make sure you send emails to love and poetry podcast at gmail.com. Please send us your feedback on today's podcast episode, or if you would like to be a guest or have us share a testimony about what you're going through about love sex and relationships we would love to hear from you love and poetry podcast at gmail.com and continue to follow us at beat break radio and at sean garvey atl as well as i am sharia thomas on instagram follow us there and speaking of poetry don't forget to go to my website and check out my poems a poet found dead it is now SeanGarveyOnline.com. It's no longer WordPress. So it's SeanGarveyOnline.com and check out my material on there. Uh, continue to follow us and continue to listen to us on BeatBreakRadioFM.com and on the Podcast FM app. Sharia Thomas. Yes. Have a great Sunday as well. And I will check back in with you on the next Love and Poetry podcast. Beautiful. All right. Everyone have a great rest of your evening. Have a great you rest. all as well. Yeah. Bye guys. Happy Sunday. Bye guys. Happy Sunday. Bye. 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 Bye.